Welcome to the podcast Slavery Unraveled. Conversations about being modern slavery free by Be Slavery Free, a charity working together to prevent, disrupt and abolish modern slavery globally. Welcome to the Slavery Unraveled podcast. My name is Fuzz Kiddo and since 2011 I've been the co-director of Be Slavery Free with Carolyn Kiddo, the other director, co-director as well. We've been trying to find ways to tackle the sad reality of modern slavery around the world. When we started, we used to say, we're in this until we stop slavery. As we got into understanding more and more about modern slavery... And when we were continually reminding ourselves that there are more slaves in the world today than any other point of human history, it seemed more and more overwhelming. We then started to calculate the rate of change in what was happening with, with uh, uh, co-travellers uh, like Matt Friedman of the Mekong Club. Uh, and he started to calculate what it is that uh, he could do, and, and we went through the same process of trying to work out what's actually happening, what's the rate of. He calculated that it's estimated that around 30,000 people every day are getting trapped in modern slavery, and that each day, as uh, NGOs and the civil society, we're able to help 180 out of slavery. 30,000 going every day, 180 coming out. The odds were not looking good. We then worked out how old we would be at this rate uh, to say that uh, uh, that slavery had stopped. We had to rethink, and we had to work out what's an appropriate approach to modern slavery. And today, it's going to be a little bit technical, but I hope that you'll hang in there and understand because this is one of the big things behind why we do what we do and how we do the tackling of modern slavery. Modern slavery is a wicked problem. It's a term, wicked problem, is a term thought to have been coined by um, uh, West Churchman in about 1967. It came out in the Journal Management Science, a journal of management science. Though some think it was uh, actually he was answering uh, back to a, a term by Horst Rittel, Rittel and, and Weber released a paper in 1973 where they compared and contrasted tame problems with wicked problems. Later in 2006, Geoffrey Cochrane distilled the characteristics of a wicked problem uh, down to six, and, and this is what he came up with. Uh, it's a wicked problem. What are they? The problem is not understood until after the formulation of a solution. Wicked problems have no stopping rule. Solutions to wicked problems are not right or wrong. Every wicked problem is essentially novel and unique. Every solution to a wicked problem is a one-shot operation. Wicked problems have no given alternative solutions. Each of these, we realised, applied to modern slavery. Each incidence of modern slavery is characterised by the individual circumstances, the relationships they have, the geography and the social context of their, their uh, origins, where they were brought up and where they lived, the personalities, local culture, economics, uh, often but not always poverty, value and social structure. All these things need to be taken into account to actually understand 
how modern slavery happens and what we need to do about it. Each of these contribute to the vulnerability of the person caught in modern slavery. The place, uh, the context they come from, uh, where they are, uh, are forced into modern slavery, uh, also has a, a complex set of factors that feed into the incurrence of slavery. Factors may include history, greed, economics, colonialism, power imbalances, values, geography, labour supply systems, government culture and and laws and rule of law, uh, corruption and blindness of supply chains, uh, integrated and often not talked about, is the affected and and an effect of cosmologies, the affect and effect of cosmologies. That is, the way that people perceive the realities in the world around them of the enslaved and the enslavers. Russell uh, Arkoff referred to complex problems as messes. Certainly we relate to this one. Every problem interacts with other problems and is therefore part of a set of interrelated problems, a system of problems. I choose to call such a system a mess, he said. Modern slavery is a systemic problem. Systemic problems need systemic solutions. Robert Horn took this understanding of Akoff uh, further, stating that a social uh, mess is a set of interrelated problems and other messes. Complexity, systems uh, of systems, if you like, is uh, among the factors that make social messes so resistant to analysis and even more importantly to resolution and solutions. Horn described the characteristics of social messes as uh, no unique correct view of the problem, different views of the problem and contradictory solutions. Most problems are connected to other problems. Data are often uncertain or missing things. Value, uh, multiple value conflicts occur ideological and cultural constraints, political constraints, economic constraints, often a logical or illogical or multi-valued thinking, numerous possible intervention points, consequences difficult to imagine, considerable uncertainty and ambiguity, great resistance to change, and problem solves or solvings out of context uh, out of contact with the problems and potential solutions. Each of these apply to the social mess of the wicked problem as it relates to modern slavery. In other words, it's a mess and uh, it's something which is so difficult to solve or maybe it's not solvable at all. We sometimes call this mess a tangle. When I was young on our farm, we got two kittens. One was a ginger colour. And would you believe it, we called her Ginger. The other kitten was Fluffy, and surprisingly, we called her Fluff. My mother used to knit, and one of the balls of wool she bought was multicoloured. One colour would run into another colour, one after the other, and then it would repeat. The kittens loved the wool, and often, when no one was around, to stop them, they would get into the ball of wool and toss it around and it would unravel. Not only would it unravel, but as they continued to play and, and roll around in it, it would tangle even more and tangle badly. Ever tried to untangle a tangled ball of wool? It's a mess. Modern slavery is a little bit like this. It's like a multicoloured ball of wool. 
what some people try and do, and we were amongst these, is to say that the way I was just to focus and deal with, say, the red colour pieces. Uh, other words, uh, like let's say, it's all about poverty, or we just have to rescue people uh, out of the sex trade, uh, or it's just about women, or it's just about dealing with child labour. Uh, so you know we can deal with it if we tackle those things. Others say we just have to have traceability and transparency, while others say we just need to have better legislation by governments. Others say, but we need rule of law, applying the law, or better policing, or more intelligence. But the reality is that if we just focus on individual bits, it's like tackling the tangles of multi of the multicoloured ball of wool and only concentrating on, say, the red strands, then try to pull out just the red strands, only to realise they're connected to the whole ball of wool. And as you try and pull them out, you only tangle the mess even more. Another way of articulating it, and put well by uh, ICIG, uh, an ICIG article, says, as a result of the clandestine, lucrative and seemingly in tractable nature of the crime of modern slavery. This global wicked problem requires an international human rights approach to be impactful and stamp out the conditions in which modern slavery is permitted to thrive. In other words, modern slavery needs to have an overarching human rights approach which then associates the multiple and global interconnectedness of the whole web of modern slavery to see with the areas that you're focusing on are connected and which they are connected to and how they are connected. Be Slavery Free is a coalition of organisations. We believe the only way we can effectively tackle modern slavery is together. We're donor-funded, which means that the way we can do our work with consumers, companies and governments is donations from the public. So if you'd like to be a part of stopping modern slavery, go to our website, beslaveryfree.com and click on the donate button on the top right-hand corner. It'll take you to the ways that you can support us. Now, back to the podcast. So we've been working on understandings and solutions to modern slavery with a supply chain school at Sydney University with Joy Murray and her colleague, Associate Professor uh, Aramina Malik, uh, who have been trying to apply what's called, uh, and get this, multi-regional input-output data. They use this to analyse a footprint and to develop a footprint understanding of modern slavery. M-R-I-O, um, of course, because uh, it's a, a concept. You've got to have an acronym for it. So modern regional input-output data uh, can develop a modelling, and it's used to model an economic approach which track financial flows between countries, major economic sectors, uh, to understand the interconnected nature of modern slavery. In other words, the interconnections of the factors that make people vulnerable to modern slavery, but also the conditions that cover up and allow slavery to occur. They write, However, slavery hides within complex supply chains, making it difficult to identify instances of human exploitation. Our study, they say, takes a consumption perspective by investigating the potential of footprinting in exposing modern slavery impacts embodied in 
upstream supply chain. In other words, looking at all the connectedness around. A multi-regional input-output analysis extended with a slavery satellite account enables footprints of direct and indirect incidents of modern slavery to be quantified. The footprints reveal a displacement of slavery from developed to developing nations through the global supply chain of production. Accountability for enslavement significantly increases for countries and regions like North America, Western Europe, Australia and Japan due to high dependence on imports which, uh, with embodied human exploitation in, them, in the supply chain. The results expose hotspot sectors including construction, trade and agriculture. These footprints go beyond current estimates of slavery and supply chains revealing hidden impacts and the true risk which may enable more effective action into improving global social sustainability and support companies to responsibly manage their supply chains. What all these are doing is to look not only at what sort of slavery is happening but why. And I often think of the, the quote of the German philosopher Nietzsche who said, humans can do any how if they know why. It is far too easy to look at tackling modern slavery without looking uh, at it as a symptom um, uh, and, and just what's happening rather than understand that it is a symptom and as symptoms have causes. My friend John Smith uh, of God Squad fame I remember telling the story time and time again, and I've often retold it. It was about his mother. She used to get incredible headaches, and uh, I think um, he caused most of them when he was young. But uh, she would take the old Vincent's powders and and uh, analgesics and uh, aspirins, etc., uh, to ease the pain. She had to go in for a simple operation for varicose veins, but because of the stress going into the uh, the major sedative and and the um, uh, and the um, um, preparation for the the operation uh, the pressure built up and she had and they did not know an aneurysm a weakness in the artery going to the brain so when pressure built up what would happen is it would bubble out put uh, pressure on the brain and cause these incredible headaches um Eventually, it burst in the operation uh, under the anaesthetic and uh, she was in a coma for a month and then died, leaving behind her husband with seven children. And my friend John used to say, you know, if they'd known why it was happening, they could have actually got to the cause in a simple operation, put in another piece of artery there, but they just kept treating the symptom, the headache, and they never got to the cause. That's why in modern slavery, we think that it's so important to understand all the causes and the things which surround slavery. It's, uh, it's, uh, is it solvable? Is modern slavery solvable? Can we get rid of it? Yes, I think we can, but we don't know how. Some things, of course, are problems to be solved, while other problems are to be managed. And modern slavery might well be a problem that has to be managed in the process of finding out how to solve it. What can you do to help manage modern slavery? Go to our webpage, www.beslaveryfree.com, get informed and get involved and find out the actions you can take to actually be a part of connecting the solutions as well as 
the uh, understanding the causes of it and the understanding that this is a wicked problem. It's complex, it's difficult, but together we can really make the difference. Hope that's been helpful and look forward to catching you in the next podcast. This has been Fuzz Kiddo for Be Slavery Free and I hope that you have a Be Slavery Free day. Well, this has been Slavery Unraveled, conversations about being slavery free. And remember, if you want more resources, go to our website, beslaveryfree.com. And there you can also donate to us if you click the donate button in the top right hand corner.